Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Meet or on the rocks. It's the Sports Bar with Dainter and Battaglia on the Sports Leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Opening day in the Sports Bar. Yankees get their win. 5-0 shutout against the Giants from Yankee Stadium. I know that makes Sal Capaccio happy. Sal Capaccio, WGR, joining us now. Talks of Buffalo Bills, fresh from Arizona, and the annual NFL owners meeting. Sal, if there was a takeaway from the Bills, based on what we heard from, from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, it felt like they were challenging their franchise quarterback to kind of alter his style of play moving forward. How are you, Sal? Pretty good, pretty good. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I do think, you know, Sean and Brandon both basically said, look, you know, they don't want to take away what Josh does best. They don't want to take away his competitiveness, obviously. You never want to do that either. But, yeah, he has to be smarter. But it's also something, as Sean said, we've been talking about this for six years, and we're going to keep talking about this every single year that Josh is their quarterback, and that's right. This is nothing new, right? But I do think there's been more of an emphasis this year, this offseason, on him staying healthy, and that's got to be a – partly a direct result of him getting hurt last year, guys, and hurt his arm. And they don't want to see that happen. And they were, they were lucky that he was able to, you know, come back and play immediately, let alone, um, you know, basically, you know, play the rest of the season and not miss any time. So Sal was uh, out in Arizona, folks who don't know. And Sal, for, for the rest of us that can't go, what is that like in that setting where the owners are there and you don't know who you're bumping into? You have head coaches like Andy Reid in Hawaiian shirts. You're at a resort mm. in Arizona. What is it like to talk to these decision makers in that sort of setting? I have no idea. I laid by the pool all day, so I have no idea what that would be like. Um, you know, it's actually it's very organized. They do a great job. It flips generally from Arizona to Florida, and then when it's in Florida, it kind of rotates around different cities. Um, but it's generally in, in back and forth, West Coast, East Coast. And they have a separate you know, media area for us to do our work, and they have press conferences in a ballroom. That's where Roger Goodell is and things like that. Um, but it's a pretty relaxed setting where, as you said, you just kind of walk by people and you see people and you can say hi to people or talk to people. Now, you know, you also want to be respectful of their job. Um, you're not just going to walk up to um, – you know, Woody Johnson and just look at him and go, Hey dude, what's the deal? Why haven't you traded for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Now you might, you could do that, you know, but um, you want to be respectful, but at the same time, they're going to speak to you as well. And uh, in an organized setting, in a um, professional setting, which means like, for example, we get, we, you don't, there's nothing on the table necessary for general managers that have to speak, but generally what happens is all the general managers, including Brandon Bean, the bills make them available to the local media contingent. So we just do a scrum with Brandon Bean and they say, Hey, this is what time we're going to meet. And we talk to him and Ron Rakuya, the 
COO and EVP, same thing, which is there's a lot of stadium news, what's going on with the new stadium, people want to know. So us from the you know, Buffalo media, they'll tell us, hey, this is where we're going to meet, this is what time we do that. What really happens, though, the coaches, really cool, they have a coach's breakfast. And in this big ballroom, they have 16 tables set up on Monday. Every one of the AFC coaches sits down at this table, and the local media sit down at that table. So New York's where they are, and you know, uh, Kansas City's where they are, and Buffalo's where we are. Sean McDermott comes up, and we just ask him questions for a half hour. But you can walk around to any other table you want to ask questions to that coach. And then they do the same thing on Tuesday for the NFC coaches. And then you have this really big breakfast and they have eggs and scrambled eggs and, you know, hash browns and bacon and sausage and all that. Well, we know that, that some players make their way to the owners' meetings as well. They're peddling their wares or they're free agents like Odell Beckham or Calais Campbell. I'm curious, Sal, about how many deals get done because I imagine that when there aren't meetings happening that there are conversations being had. And, and you know, Campbell ended up, ended up signing in Atlanta when there was apparently some interest there from the Bills. We, we, we still don't know what DeAndre Hopkins' situation is going to be. How does that all work out in terms of GMs, you know, dealing with players, agents? Are deals getting done at the owners' meetings as well. Yeah, did I don't know? Did Calais Campbell go to the owners' meetings? Uh, I think he did. He stop? No, no, no he no, wasn't at the no, owners' no, meeting. No, Odell just, was, but okay. Odell was. Odell, but well, I'll tell you because that's pretty rare. That when I saw Odell was there, that's actually pretty rare. You don't see players showing up there. To be honest with you guys, the only time that's happened, what I can remember, is when they've had like just over the years, a couple times there's been a couple NFLPA meetings. So you might see a couple players who show up for that because they have meetings. Um, this isn't something for the players, but yes, agents will be there. And there is, you know, you can talk with agents and, you know, get stuff done or move towards something. This is generally more for, though, these days are kind of reserved. There's a lot of committee meetings. Yeah. There's all these different committee meetings. There's rules committees. There's head coaches meetings. All these different things that go on. So there's not a lot of necessarily, I would say, time that they're just going to be spending doing deals out. That's not what that's for. The combine is much more for that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, agents are there. There's not a ton of them, but I've seen a couple walking around here or there. What I would say is, you know, that's the kind of setting where the Jets and the Packers, for example, can get together. They can start hammering out, okay, let's do this. Let's get this Aaron Rodgers thing done. And it lays the groundwork for it. It doesn't necessarily have to get done that week or that day, but it lays the groundwork for, okay, now when we leave here, we can start to know where, where we're headed. So with that background being said, and we, we – I think we can call him assume, right, that there is some sort of truth that uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Bills or were conversations at some point. Sal, what's what's true in this whole scenario? Is this is this still alive? Uh, if it is, what held it up or what is holding it up? Where do things stand right now with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, perhaps not being an Arizona Cardinal, and where the Bills fit in here? So... Brandon Bean kind of threw a little water on, you know, some of the reports that came out last week saying that those are head, the headliner in this, um, you know, Pac-Man Jones, his saying that, oh, my sources tell me Buffalo could work. And, you know, that's a team right there. And um, without saying any names or anything, but he, he can't even really talk about DeAndre. He said he's an Arizona Cardinal, mm-hmm. right? He's not going to talk about his situation specifically. You can't do that. He's a, team, a player under contract in another team. What he did say, though, was he said, Social media is social media. Don't take that too far. That's in the that's in response to Hopkins posting the Buffalo Soldier lyrics on his Instagram, and you know people running with that and wondering, including myself, what does that mean? Um, that's to that. And he also said, generally, what happens is, you know, you hear a player might be available, so you make a phone call because why wouldn't you? You know, you do your due diligence. You make a phone call, or you send a text, or somebody calls you back because you did make a phone call and you didn't talk with the person. Well, somehow, some way a reporter hears that. So they take it, they run with it. And 
oh, they must be in on him. They're the headliner. They're... So he said, generally, a lot of times you've done literally like 1% of what you'd normally do if you were super interested, and that becomes a story. So he kind of threw some water, but he didn't close the door. And he said, look, I mean, until something happens with anybody, including Odell, who's a free agent still, they're always open to doing business. And if it's going to help the team, then they're interested. Sal, you, you know what? I know you brought this up on Twitter. Uh, I think it was earlier this week. And, and the world continues to evolve and change. And social media is certainly a big, big part of that. How has it been for you covering this team and trying to decide, all right, what social media angles do we want to talk about and cover? And which ones do we just kind of view and, and roll our eyes and, and move forward with? It's hard, man. I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. it I did a whole show on it one day couple weeks ago i when the deandre hopkins thing came out when he posted that on instagram I, it's, it's an internal struggle for me guys it really is because i'm a professional reporter that's my job that's what i get paid to do and if there's something to what they're posting then i need to report on it because it could lead to something but at the same time i'll be the first to tell anybody like this is just the way a, a generation is growing up and communicating and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not telling you i don't like it i mean i have a son that that he's nine years old he communicates like that I'm just telling you that I don't know. It could literally be – they could mean nothing. I'll be the first to tell you that when a guy posts something on Twitter or Instagram, it's probably about his personal life, not even his football life. But who knows? Because at the same time, Stefan Diggs posted something that literally got him traded out of Minnesota to Buffalo. Right? I mean, he said, might be time for new beginnings. And that meant something. So I struggle with what should I draw attention to because it might mean something versus – should I not do that because I don't want to be regarded as TMZ Buffalo? No offense to TMZ, right? Because I don't know. I don't know what that means. So latest, the latest is, for example, did you guys see yesterday DeAndre Hopkins put on Instagram? He's in Toronto. Yes. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins is in Toronto. Yeah. And today I see on Instagram he's working out in Toronto. Why would DeAndre Hopkins need to go to Toronto? Maybe he does know somebody. A gym, uh, maybe he has a, the owner of a gym or somebody he's in business with. I don't know that. It could be totally innocent. It also could mean that he's in proximity to Buffalo for some reason. I don't know. So I struggle with that. I'd say if he was in Rochester, I'd feel a little bit more confident that he was coming to Buffalo. No, I'm just only kidding here. Sal Capaccio uh, joining us here in the sports bar. Sal, something else you brought up on Twitter, and it was about Bill's training camp, and obviously our yep. audience would love uh, to know about this. And I know exactly when they announced it. I know exactly where I was. I'm like, yes, I was actually on Fisher's campus getting ready to call the cross game. And there came over the text on a Saturday afternoon on March 5th, 2022. And here we are heading to April, and we still don't know. What do we know about training camp, if anything at all? We don't know anything officially. I would tell you that people in St. John Fisher should feel very good about hmm. the way it's going. Uh, it, it, I would not be surprised if we do hear something coming from the team or the school eventually here that the team is going to be returning to St. John Fisher for training camp in 2023. I don't know if that means 2024, 2025, whatever. But I know the two sides have a good working relationship, and everything that I'm hearing, it's trending back towards that way. Sal, you mentioned Ron Rakuya at the owners' meetings as well, and you had a little uh, exposure to him. What, what can we expect here? What is the latest on the new stadium? I, I believe initially they said shovels in the ground come April, and, and we're there. I mean, what are we hearing? Yeah. What do we know? I don't know if they said April. It was like late spring maybe, so May, you know, early June. But you're right. I mean, you, you'd like to see some movement here now that we're getting into April. And they never want to put an exact time on that. There's two different kinds of shovels in the ground. There's the, 
wow, they're doing work. They're digging a hole. And then there's the, hey, all the politicians got together, got together for a photo op to put a shovel in the ground, right? There's two different kinds of shovels in the ground. And he even said, like, basically this week, to do the second one, you know, to get the politicians there and the governor's going to want to be there and the county legislature and all those people, well, you got to work around people's schedules, you know, and that's always kind of tough. So that can happen whenever. That can even happen after you really kind of start doing things. To actually start, like, groundbreaking Let's remember, there is some stuff going on right now. There's fencing going up. They're getting ready to stage stuff. They're getting ready to do this, but they can't do anything official until it gets completely signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, I will tell you, the state side is all done. Everything on the state is done. There's nothing more to do with New York State. This comes down to the county legislature at this point. All of the paperwork is done. It's been negotiated. Ron said there is no more negotiating. The only thing they're waiting on is for the county legislature literally to have all the paperwork from them to clock it in. Clock it in meaning, okay, the clock is starting now. We have 30 days to review all these documents and basically say, yep, this is exactly, you know, because people make mistakes drawing up documents, right? I guess it happens. You sign up for a house. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. So they have 30 days once that happens. Ron said it would be Monday, Tuesday, or worst case scenario on Wednesday. Well, guys, here we are on Thursday, and we haven't heard anything about clocking in on the documents yet. So that's why it's getting frustrating, right? He even said he's not frustrated necessarily. He's he was a little nervous that, you know, what, what's going on, but I wouldn't worry about anything. That's going to happen. To me, this is politics and politicians being politicians. That's what they do, and that way they can for somehow grandstand or say, oh, look what we're fighting for. We're waiting on this. I don't know what it is. It's going to wind up happening. Uh, the big news of what he said, though, about, you know, going forward, I think that a lot of people in Rochester will want to know this. The RV lot this year will either be reduced or even eliminated. That is the only parking that will be impacted in 2023. The rest down the road, more parking will be impacted as they, as they, you know, build this stadium. He also said, look, we know how important the RV lot is to people. We know we have great RV fans. This is something they have to do. So they're working on options. He wanted to get out there early so that the people who do take RVs to the game can start thinking about alternative options in case the options the Bills come up with aren't conducive for them. That's good to know. Sal Capaccio joining us here. Um, And Sal, there's one sort of NFL annual storyline I think you're on top of as far as anybody. That's uh, NFL scheduling and you know, certainly we've got the draft coming up. That's always going to take center stage, but they moved it into May. But I'm just wondering, like, okay, if the Bills are going over to London, shouldn't we be hearing about that as far as, like, a date and opponent? And somebody might be thinking, wow, this is like our – that would be kind of cool to choose that as our annual trip. So what can we – what do we know, if anything, at, at, at this point as far as uh, the NFL schedule and what might be coming up? And I would imagine we'll have a, a podcast or two coming up on that as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try to reach out to Mike North like I normally do. Um, you know, we'll talk to him. He, he is the guy that, you know, he's one of the head schedule makers for the league. So the schedule is going to come out sometime early May. The league changed the way they do that. It used to be the schedule in mid-April and then the draft in late April. Now it's the draft in late April and the schedule in early May because the NFL wants to own the calendar. <laughs> so uh, they're going to do that. Sometimes you get the London game and the international games announced a little before that, but we'll see where that goes. The Bills have no idea right now who they're playing or when they're playing in London. I will tell you, traditionally, the London games are in October or maybe the first weekend in November, but the Bills do not know that yet. It is a home game for the Bills. Let's remember that. So when it is announced, the Bills will, in conjunction with that, 
start telling people about events they might have planned, you know, organizationally, fan base, you know, wise, what you can do, things, little things that, you know, are going to be happening in and around that game in London if fans are going there. One of the big reasons why the Bills are going to London this year, and look, it's, it's for them for the rotation anyway, right, because they're, they haven't been there in seven years. The AFC is hosting the extra game this year. That's how they're doing it. But it is happening partly because the stadium they'll be playing in, which is Tottenham Hotspur, the stadium the Bills are building is very much similar to that and based off that. A contingent of Bills people went to that stadium and saw it and took a lot of things from there to say, this is what we want here at our stadium. So it's a great chance for Bills fans to go there and say, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to be looking at. It's not exactly the exact replica, but it's going to be very similarly designed, and that's one of the reasons. Um, the other thing he told us, which is super interesting, this is already – the second highest early pre-sale, most pre-sale, pre-sold game for tickets, international game in London at least. I think a London game. Other, the only one that's beaten it is um, Tom Brady in Germany. Mm. This is the second highest pre-sale for an for a Europe game for the NFL. Sal, um, unbelievable coverage of the NFL owners' meetings. You mentioned it earlier. I'm uh, heading down to Florida right when we get off the air this afternoon, and I, I just wanted nice. to know: Are you an SPF 30 and SPS SPF 50 guy? Are you uh, are you just slathering Crisco on when you're poolside? I mean, how is the Savage Tan coming back from Arizona? Okay, well, a few things here. Um, I <laughs> I don't use a lot of sunscreen. I do put it on my head because you know I have a, I have a bald head. But generally, my head burns like once a year, and then I'm good. Like it's it's all right. Um, and I've gone to the dermatologist and the doctors and all that. I get checked out, so I want to make sure. But I generally don't. The way I have my skin, it doesn't. I don't have to do that, and they've kind of told me that. So that being said, though, I do have to kind of think about that when I go away. I, we are. I'm going to Cancun next week, so nice. you're going to be in Florida. Mm-hmm. We're going to Cancun. And speaking of SPF 50, that's where I will be. Basically celebrating my 50th birthday hey, next week. So I'm turning 50 week. Right. So we're having a, a family trip down there to Cancun. So you have a great trip where you're going. And, you know, we'll be thinking about you in Cancun. And it's going to be a lot of sun. And then we're going to come back here to Buffalo. It's still going to be 40 degrees in Minnesota. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Sal, great stuff as always, man. Thanks for the time. And uh, let's do it again soon. And we got the draft coming up here in less than a month. I can't believe it. It's happening fast. Yeah, once I get well, – I'm in Cancun mode like soon. So once that happens and I get back, then we're going to dive headfirst into that draft. But you're right. Uh, April 27th is the first night of the NFL draft. That's that Thursday night, and we'll see you know, how it goes in that weekend, obviously. Thanks, Sal. Have a safe trip. Enjoy, bud. You got it. You too. Thanks. There's uh, Sal Capaccio. You hear him on the sidelines during the Bills season, WGR, the Extra Point Show every day in the Odyssey app, and I'm, also the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast with Matt Bovee as well. I missed that RV note. That's good info. Yeah, the RV lot. I remember yeah. seeing that earlier this week, and I wanted to make sure we got clarification on that. That is big news if uh, if you're somebody that goes down there via RV, limo bus. Look, at least they're saying this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a staggering bit of news from the NFL. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, Gino. But, uh, is, are you being it, just real? Just in one... In one fell swoop, all of my optimism, everything that I have to be excited about as a Chicago Bears fan this offseason, now I've got I've got my doubts. No, what? I, I'm looking here. What are you talking about? The Bears are re-signing quarterback Nathan Peterman. <laughs> what does he have? Is he... What is his musk that makes coaches fall head over heels with him what is it 
He's a wizard. He's, he's like terrible. A, he's a male witch. What does he do? What does what he spell stare does he longingly yeah. into the eyes of the head coach to, to or the offensive coordinator to the point where they cannot resist his charms? Is he Medusa? What is it? Why? Why am I burdened with this guy on the roster or at least on the training camp roster? Oh my god. I've got some good news. You when have I ever said this is good news that the Phillies are doing good things? The Philadelphia Phillies just got a RBI triple from Trey Turner, and they lead Jacob DeGrom and the Rangers 3-0. <laughs> I shouldn't be cheering for Philly, but good, good, good. Uh, I saw your boy Danny Burgers cross the plate for the Mets as well. They've got a one nothing lead in Dude, Miami. Vogelberg, he's fantastic. Did you see he went from first to third on a single? He's lumbering this out. I'm like, that is Dude just great. Dude is huge. He tagged up, and I'm like, there's no way. And then he's tagging up in third, and he scores. He tagged up on a line drive uh, fly out to left, and I'm like, there's no way. And he did. He gutted it out. Danny Burgers won nothing Mets. Uh, is it, You know what? It, the thing that you're noticing most if you're enjoying opening day today the way we are is just the pace. It's just moving, man. Like, I'll look up at the screen here, the monitor that we have in the sports bar, and I'll see, uh, you know, top of the second, and I'll look now, like I just said, oh, bottom of the third. We're just moving. We're just moving with these games. I love it. Yeah, Atlanta over Washington. That went final 7-2, to and if you missed it, the Yankees 5 nothing. We'll have more in the update coming up at the top of the hour. All right, uh, let's take a break here. We'll come back. Uh, we've got happy hour on the way here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia. A couple of news and notes to get to from around the NFL. And uh, and it is opening day. It is one of the days that we always have circled on the sports calendar. So we'll get you caught up on everything that's happening in Major League Baseball with Gene's sports update. That's coming up next here in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country. And get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 